But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me for I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I'm ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he said these things to her. Let us pray, Lord, on this early Easter morning. We thank you for the gift of life you've given us. Come now and speak to our hearts, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Wonderful to have you here in the morning. Isn't that great? Normally we're here in the evening, but it's morning. It's, it's Easter uh, morning, as you all know. Children, now is the time, if you haven't already, to take this out, this picture, and color it, Chris. I won't judge you if you do as well. I know you love to color. Um, if you didn't know that about Chris Myers, it's true. He's a fantastic artist. And also, in your bags, you will find a cross like this. And in it is something for you to wear, a bracelet that says, the Lord loves you. And if you will allow me, children, I'm going to speak to your parents briefly, I promise, um, this morning. It, you'll notice that our passage is different than what was printed. That is entirely my fault. Um, and it's because the recent events in the news and, um, and just everything that's happening in the world today, even on a day like today, I think we need to admit that our world is full of weeping. Uh, Victor Hugo in Les Mis writes this, only those who do not see do not weep. Injustice is still around. Inequality still plagues us. There are still people hungry in this world when there's no reason for them to be hungry. And if we're honest, even on Easter morning, we cry tears because we experience real pain and real suffering. It really is what it means to be human, is to know suffering. And so what does the Bible, what do the Scriptures have to say to us on Easter morning? Well, I have one point, uh, and, and if you'll permit me, Bob Marley was right. Bob Marley was right when he says, no woman, no cry. Everything's going to be all right. Dear little, sis dear little sister, don't shed no tears. No woman, no cry. Everything's going to be all right. Our text this morning, John 20, has two main verbs. Running and weeping. Just before dawn, after the crucifixion, Mary Magdalene, who probably hadn't slept, couldn't wait for the dawn, 
runs to the tomb. And there to her dismay at the tomb, the stone has been rolled away. And without realizing what's happened, she runs back to the disciples. There's great movement here. And she tells Peter and John, and they run back to the tomb. John, the younger, gets there first and stands outside. Peter, impetuous as ever, pushes in. And he sees the grave clothes, and both of them see and understand and believe, and they return. But Mary stays there. All she sees are her tears. She hasn't got the point. She doesn't get it. All she knows is a world of pain. All she knows is tears. We read, as Chris read to us, that she stood outside weeping, and as she wept, she looks in, and there she sees an incredible wonder. She sees two angels. It's important to note that women in the Scriptures interact differently with angels than men do. Most of the men in the Scriptures, when they see an angel, they're immediately struck with post-angelic stress syndrome, whereas the women are just fine. I don't know why that is, but I, I, I just offer that to you for free. And the one is stood at the head, and one is at the, where the feet were they had laid Jesus. And they say, Women, woman, why are you weeping? Today is not a day of crying. There's no need to cry today. Good Friday is the day of tears, but not today. But Mary doesn't get it. And then Jesus stands in front of her. But through her tears, through her grief, she cannot see the one who had changed her life. She doesn't recognize him. The trauma of seeing the man who loved her and saved her, the loveliest life that had ever lived, seeing his life smashed against a tree, has left her unable to recognize the one before her. He says to her, woman, why are you crying? She thinks he's the gardener. And she says, if you've taken him, if you've moved him, please tell me. And then the Lord says her name, Mary. And the sound of her name cuts through the crying. Her eyes are opened, and through the tears, she sees glory. She sees Jesus. She grabs him, and he says, don't hold on to me. There'll be time for that, but it is not yet. So in John 20, in our text, Mary is very much described as one who is weeping. Twice she's asked, why are you weeping? And of course, to us, it's obvious why she is, unless... Something about the world has changed. She doesn't understand the drama she's been caught up in. She hasn't understood the fulfillment of Christ's prophecy and promise. Interestingly, Edgar Allan Poe in 1847, deeply mourning the loss of his wife, is handed an autograph album. Someone just wants a signature. And instead of his signature, he wrote this, Deep in earth, my love is lying, and I must weep alone. 
That's how Mary felt. She lived in a world without hope. Deep in earth, deep in this cold tomb, my love is lying, and here I am weeping alone. But Bob Marley is right. No woman, no cry. Everything is going to be all right. Perhaps you've seen the cartoon that was put out, I think by the New Yorker, I'm sure you'll correct me as I'm wrong, undoubtedly, um, of the, the person at the grocery store saying, tell, please tell me, where is the lettuce? And please tell me everything's going to be all right. It's something that our world can't offer us unless something has changed. We don't know much about Mary Magdalene, but a lot has been developed over the years since the foundation of the church. And we can suppose various things if we triangulate verses. But we know this. She loved Jesus deeply because she experienced in her relationship with him a profound grace. Seven demons had been driven from her. She'd been bound and tormented by darkness. She'd been defiled by the demonic, and we don't know for how long or how she got them. What we know is clear. One day she met Jesus, and everything was different after that meeting. Jesus did the same for everyone he met. Jesus does the same for everyone he meets today. It's curious, isn't it? Jesus appears to her first. Why? Well, I don't know, really. Um, we'll have to ask him later. But we know that she who'd been forgiven much, loved much, and he commissions her, go, tell the others I am risen. St. Augustine says that Mary Magdalene was the apostle to the apostles, the one appointed to teach them about love. Isn't that wonderful? No woman, no cry. Everything's going to be all right. The vaccine is here. Most of us, many of us, have had our second dose. And it may be that COVID-19 goes away, but suffering will not. Death will not go away. The tears will not go away unless something has changed. And our world has changed. Yes, it's still a place of suffering. We still cry, but because of the resurrection, there's now glory in the suffering. The world our world is different today. It isn't over. Hard as it may be, maybe you've gone through a season of tears. Maybe you identify with those rich words of Psalm 84 that describes a valley of Baca, the valley of the shadow of tears. Maybe you've toughed it out. No one's seen you cry, but on the inside, you are crying. Maybe things aren't what you wanted them to be. Maybe they are not what they could have been. Maybe simply there's trouble in your life. God stepped in for Mary. Through the tears, she met him. He did it for her. He can do it for you. And he can do it for you this morning. 
You see, the resurrection isn't just about comfort in suffering. Oh, it's much more than that. The resurrection is the death blow to suffering. It's the sign that a day will come when all suffering will end, where there'll be no more tears, no more crying. C.S. Lewis quoting Thomas Aquinas in his letters to Malcolm talks of light breaking through dark, hope rising like the dawn. And he makes it clear it isn't about breaking even. It's much more. To the degree that we have suffered, to that same degree, he will pour into us his presence so that the very scars we bear in this life we will bring into heaven and every scar will tell the wondrous story of how the loveliest life that ever lived has utterly transformed and taken away our suffering so that our scars become badges of glory that tell of the wonders of the living God. No more crying. Yes, we may still have tears today, but that the days of crying will come to an end. And because of Christ Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Now, I don't know how long you have put your faith in Jesus. I don't know if your faith in Jesus wobbled. That's okay. Or maybe you have yet to meet him. All that you need to do this morning to receive from him, to receive that love, to receive that comfort, that hope, that light bursting in the dark, is you have to pray the great prayer of faith. It's very simple. It goes like this. Help. Help. That's all the faith you need. That's the standard of Scripture. And so, that's all I have. I have nothing more to say. The text says it all. And we're going to carry on in a moment and, uh, with our service. And we're going to feast at the table. We're going to celebrate afterwards. But if you are in a place where you know you need help, help is at hand. And I'm going to offer a, just a simple prayer. And, um, and we're going to ask the Lord to come and to help us. So would you please stand? Lord Jesus, we thank you for the way that you brought an end to death. You've brought an end to suffering. And even though we know these things at the moment, your word says that a day will come when there will be no more. And we ask now for a taste of that, of what will come in the present, even now. So would you come by your presence and to everyone who quietly in their hearts resounded with that need for help, will you move in power? In Christ's name we pray.